Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Goddess of Crypto. I am going to share something that I haven't talked about very much so far on the show, and that I probably should be talking about in the world more. And that is what took me from the lifestyle of a broke and very unhappy person into the lifestyle of a wealthy woman in just two years after having been pretty broke for over 20 years. The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money, including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse, is all these things too. Welcome to the Goddess of Crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply, so you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female. In order to share the story, I want to tell you that it isn't really about me specifically, but it is about some of the choices that I made and some of the choices that I was making. I would say that my life was pretty good in the sense of middle class and running my own business and had a decent amount of money most of the time. But it was always that I was living on the edge of not having enough for groceries, on the edge of not being able to pay the credit cards, on the edge of terrible credit, really bad credit, like had ruined my credit. And this was all like after 9-11 and all the work dried up and like bad things had happened in our industry. And a couple of years earlier, there had been this huge crash, or basically our whole industry. I was like nascent internet stuff, and it had basically just all gone away. And I was depressed for the first time in my life. And I was also struggling moment to moment, struggling. There, I would say paycheck to paycheck, except there weren't any. Like I'd been running my own businesses for so long, I really didn't even think I was employable at this point. And nobody was hiring because like the whole country was kind of in mourning and in feeling just devastated. Lots of layoffs, really bad situation. And it happened again, like 10 years later as well. And I kind of got to a point where like, oh yeah, I'm making money. And then boom, it fell off again. So I had this belief for a long time I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud. It's so pitiful, but it is definitely how I felt. I thought that I was the common denominator. I was like, yes, I caused the internet to crash. The internet like me to crash. And then I also caused the real estate industry to crash, clearly, because I had picked these two industries that were just like one went all the way up and then all the way back down. The other one went all the way up and all the way back down. I thought I was the common denominator. And so like something that I had done energetically because I was doing energy work, but I hadn't started my coaching practice and I really didn't exactly know what I was doing. So I thought, oh, well, I I could have control over this whole thing. I mean, again, it sounds so silly saying it now, but at the time there was so much fear and there was so much doubt and there was so much lack. And it was just a really hard time. And I had started studying 
principles of wealth, but I didn't understand them. And more importantly, I didn't see like how to get from there to where I wanted to go. And a couple of things happened for me that really changed me. The first one was what I call now in my coaching practice, making a definite decision. I literally drew a line in the sand and crossed over it. I made a decision in that moment that I was going to live on a planet, what I call Planet Halley, and on Planet Halley that there was always enough for me. There was always enough for me. So I made that decision first with no evidence that was true. (laughs) I had all this evidence to the contrary, but I had no evidence that was true. That was my decision. So that was the first thing that I did. And then I began to study like religion, all of the different money principles, abundance principles, manifestation principles, I began to study like crazy. And again, before I was even coaching, I was doing this own this work myself to pull these tools out of my toolbox and to begin to align myself with the very things of my desire. And then I began to do something so powerful that I really recommend to you. If you're smart, you probably are less coachable than if you're not smart. And here's why. And I know this from working with hundreds and hundreds of people by now. The smarter we are, the more we get in our own way. The smarter we are, the more likely we are to say, I know that, I've done that, that won't work without even trying it. And we'll say, I know, or I know that. And I think those are the three most dangerous words in the English language. I know that. What we can do to get out of that is to go into beginner's mind, what the Buddhists call beginner's mind. And that means you basically show up like it's your first day of kindergarten and you don't know anything. You show up like it's your first day of walking class and you've never stood up before. When you get that fundamental, it's so refreshing because you can hear stuff you wouldn't have otherwise heard. And because you've given your brain this instruction and your brain is now like, okay, well, let me help you with that instead of, hey, let me tell you all the reasons that this thing is stupid and protect you from it, which is all it's really trying to do is protect you, right? So I went into this mindset where I began to do saturation bombing. Just give me all of it, all of it, all of it. A lot of the books on this shelf are from that time. A lot of the books on this shelf are from that period where I was really reading a lot and learning a lot and absorbing a lot. And I stopped saying, I know this, I know how to do this. And I started saying, let's pretend I don't know anything because obviously the results that I was getting were not good. And I really wanted those results to be better. And I'll tell you one thing that I did that helped immensely. I had this story, this belief that I was so great at all of these things, but that I had a really leaky bucket when it came to my money. And that's why the money kept falling out, right? Because my bucket had leaks. And what I realized was there's only one bucket, right? So the truth is there's no bucket. But at the time, the place that I could get to was there's only one bucket, like all of my great energy in these other areas and all of my money energy, I was saying it was two different things and it wasn't. 
And so once I realized that, I said, well, what if I could transfer my energy from my great bucket over here into my leaky money bucket? What if I could merge the buckets and do what I call now transference? So I could transfer the energy of the thing that wasn't working into the energy of the thing that was working. And that was what I did. And it was probably one of the first spiritual exercises that I ever really downloaded, where I would just transfer this one energy over onto this other energy. And whenever something that I saw that was good, that I was doing well, I would say like, oh, okay, well, I'm claiming that energy for my money energy. And I wrote about this in my book, Nutri Glamorous, How to Feel Beautiful Inside and Out. But I want to share the details of the story here because I think it's so important. I realized that I had what I called great parking karma. I could get a perfect parking space. I remember I was visiting Santa Monica. This was a couple of years after I had moved to Miami. I was visiting Santa Monica and I was going to Sunday brunch with a friend at like 1230. Do not go to Santa Monica on a Sunday for brunch at 1230. There is no parking. And as I'm driving, I found the restaurant. As I'm driving past the restaurant, I'm like, oh, there's the restaurant. No parking, no parking anywhere. I'm like, let me make the block. As I make the block, I set my intention for my great parking karma that my parking spot is my perfect parking spot is going to appear. And as I pull towards the restaurant, somebody backs out in front of the door and I pull in my rental car. It was amazing, but not that much of a surprise because I have such great parking karma. Well, that was the energy that I had taken on now. I said, this is my money karma too. My parking karma is my money karma. And oh, that transference concept was everything for me. It was such a key to unlocking my own ability to have the lifestyle of a wealthy woman. I feel like I can have or be or do anything because I'm no longer afraid of not having enough. I know that I have enough no matter what. You find something in your own life. If you feel like you don't have all that you desire, find something in your own life where you're like, yeah, I nail this one every single time. This thing works for me. Just It just works. And take that on. Take that on as your own money karma and watch how your life changes. And listen, you don't have to be broke to listen to this. This works at every level. Just remember, beginner's mind is hugely helpful if you want to manifest the lifestyle of a wealthy woman. This has been another episode of Goddess of Crypto. If you liked this, if there's somebody that you're thinking of that could really use this episode, why not share it with them? Please like, comment, share, and review this and all of the episodes so that we can grow Goddess of Crypto because we know that the future of finance is female. I'll see you next time. Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money. You can find her at goddessofcrypto.me. That's goddessofcrypto.me. 
be sure to subscribe to Goddess of Crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on YouTube. And remember, wealth isn't just your privilege, it's your right. Right.